from my Berkeley dorm room. This is Wes Anderson with the Back Bay Composers Podcast. Episode 1, Alan Chow. You pass a girl every day on the street That'll make you turn your head to see And your mind starts racing, putting thoughts in your head Maybe we could date, maybe she's the one Alan, stop right there She's flirting with some meathead Complaining that her phone is dead I felt the need to play this so badly, Alan. Really? This is honestly... I didn't know you too well when we first met, and this oh, song, like... Oh, my God. I love this song so much. I just had to play it at some point in this um, podcast. Okay, just a, okay, a few questions first. So, um, are you... Whenever you're doing these, are you going to do, like... Everybody gets like a different intro song. This isn't like yeah, the yeah. This intro. isn't the intro song. This isn't <laughs> I'm every, just asking. Every back bay composer uh, podcast is not going to start with For that sure. song. Okay, but I mean, maybe if you want it to be that way. Um. Okay, dude. Like, I wrote that song. That's a song I wrote. Um. Like, yeah. We, okay. The name of that song. Let's start there. The name of the sure. song is. Um. Uh, it's called Is She. I wrote it. Uh, my first year here. I here was, is Berkeley. At Berkeley. Uh huh. Berkeley uh, College of California. Just kidding. College of Music in Boston. <laughs> um, I was just starting to get into lyric writing and said like songwriting kind of stuff essentially, and that was like my first kind of like jump into it. I did a recording session with some really great people, and like um, was that one of your first original recordings of all original music of yours or probably the first ever honestly. Whoa. Um, so like I had I you know I didn't know too many people at the time. It was still. I, I did it my second semester and I wanted to have like really good bands. So I just reached out to, to a guy who, you know, really knew the scene, really knew people and like recording session stuff. So on that end, it was all cool on my end. Okay. Especially with the piece we're going to talk about, like, um, by the Bay. Yes. That's like the piece, you know, this was maybe the start when I was trying to write pieces that were more like, hey what's up i'm alan i'm a guy you know and i write music i'm not just gonna write instrumental whatever i'm gonna write music that says you know you're gonna sing you're gonna sing you're gonna, sing. You're gonna you say can do it all i'm just not the trombone player alan yeah like i'm trying to put myself okay into it you know more than just like you know if it's just lyrics as well people can just write dumb like hey what's up i love you i love the moon you know like things that are just like cheesy but yeah it's just like that's my goal with a lot of the music to just be like, okay, if I was really going to say something to somebody, this is what I'm going to say. Let me write it down. Let me sing it in a song, you know? So in this vein, we didn't get to this part in the song, but there is a part of the song where you give out your phone number. Oh, actually to mingle. You want my number? Well, here it is. Uh, 908-458-6071. Please give me a call. I do. Wait, it's not. It's not my real phone number, though. By the way. Oh, it isn't your real phone. Mm -hmm. I thought for the longest time that was your real phone. Yeah, number. it's this whole thing I set up for free that you can like have a phone number, and then there's a little recorded message, and it. it's cool. What's know? the recorded message? I don't know. You're gonna have to. You're gonna We're have gonna to call, call and find yeah, out. You wanna know? Yeah. <laughs> but like, okay, that song is pretty old now. I'm like semi embarrassed by it, but I'm proud of what I did at the time. You should not be embarrassed by it. I honestly still love that song. Oh my goodness. If wow. I ever if I ever talk about you to anybody, I'm like, oh, this is the song you should check really? out. Really? Yeah. That and actually by the bay, the next song we're gonna talk about. Because I do love By the Bay a lot. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Honestly. Um Maybe yeah. that's a good transition sure. to the next song. So people who are listening in, 
the format of the Back Bay Composers podcast. It's, first off, that's a mouthful. Just Back Bay Composers podcast. Yeah. B B C P C. Well, a podcast is one word, right? Yeah. So like whatever, but so know. the format is I'm gonna ask all the guests to bring in one of their pieces that they really like, and we're gonna talk about, and then one piece that sort of inspired them. And so Alan picked by the bay yes and you won a, a prize for this last year actually the uh the composition department has this festival competition kind of thing and they have different categories i submitted this song by the bay that i wrote originally for my band um i started it's called uh a sham a sham yeah really uh, great band uh happening you know, on the scene in know, berkeley yes, and in boston you know thank you um this this band started pretty much so when I did Is She, for example, it was the same lineup, four horns with uh, different, you know, doubles and stuff, a rhythm section and vocals up front. I did that session, took some time off, started this band with a friend of mine. Um, uh, so to kind of more do jazz standards arrangements. But then at one point I brought in some originals, which is uh, the this first one by the Bay, actually. Um, so it's that kind of lineup. Submitted for the competition. It won for the jazz song category, and it was uh, cool. It was a great experience. So let's talk a little bit about the tune. Yes. You wrote all the lyrics yourself, right? Yes. And you wrote all the music by yourself and all the orchestration by yourself. Yeah. Really all-around guy. Just, like, did it all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, the lyrics – so this song actually happened during my lyric writing one class. You know, okay. this is the first time I actually um, – you know took a class on how to write lyrics um and it was just for one of the projects it started out as like a choir idea actually so i have a question on that then. sure what's came first for you in this writing process because i know Ooh. you like when i think of alan i'm like oh that's the guy who write like that's how i first knew you is writing like really great charts uh -huh. but i think you have different multi-fat like you're also really sm crazy smart theorist great arranger but also uh, like a great lyricist so what to you came first with this chart um still you know honestly i still feel like lyrics are pretty fresh to me in terms of my like studies and stuff what do you mean by fresh to you <laughs> like just compared to my you like know, you haven't worked on it as much yeah i mean okay. it's only been i guess three years now compared to like however many years i've been doing the other stuff um the lyrics so for this song i think the way it works for me is it's hard to tell like i wouldn't say it was just lyrics or just me or just the music i think i kind of had a bit of an like a an aesthetic idea like just kind of like the mood based on like it starts out like trying to go for something really like cute there and whatever um and i think which just is the vibe of the whole song the vibe of the whole song cute and yeah. fun and you're on a little date on a little date so i think that started first and then you know what they teach us is you know do an object right which is where you just in terms of lyrics you'll uh, the exercise you're supposed to pick an object and just write essentially free writing on it for me it was more just like the whole concept of a, a date by the by the beautiful sea or whatever by, by the bay by the bay you know and i just you know in several sessions i i wrote out just several like ideas just good good language to use as lyrics 
and that that process is a little separate but uh, between lyrics and music i would say um the music stuff spent a lot of time at the piano just working out the um i don't know if i'm supposed to get into this right now no. but like yeah please the what i did with this song in particular is a little bit different than what i normally do or like a jazz chart when it's like you know just rhythm section you just do whatever just do like some you know dumb swing or whatever my my goal with this was to almost reverse the roles of the uh the instruments the a lot of the chord accompaniment comes from the the four horn players playing just you know some chord stuff worked out and uh piano and bass a lot of times are just playing the bass part in line with each other drums are pretty much semi inactive you know just just simple snare stuff you know until really just like the solo section you know so this was a new thing for me to try out at the time which was cool um and the lyrics were new as well and that was kind of i'd say that was kind of the process but how did the merging process between this cutesy sort of lyric idea writing stuff go into the really your concept of arranging how did that merger happen did you write a melody then put lyrics to it or did you just so you mean like really about the combination of lyrics and music yeah how did that come about because i think that's something that a lot of that's like the real struggle with you know for me at least i don't want to speak for anybody else but that's really tough not just with this piece in general just like how do you make lyrics into music it's kind of a lot of it to me i think is almost a subconscious process it's not something that i'll i have like oh this is what i do it, it's more like while i'm in the writing process and not really thinking about it and i and i'm working on lyrics you know i'll sing them and whatever just comes to mind and whatever just kind of you know and i might have a melody it, it's kind of like do it as you go it's not like this then this it's kind of like okay i'll do I don't know if you guys can see like I'll do this much lyric with melody and then I'll do the melody a little further without lyric and then I'll do the lyric a little oh. but also I'll take sessions where I'll just write lyrics out but and you need to you need to find rhymes as well I talked about how I was taking a class at the time and before I took this class I had no idea what I was doing about lyrics at all like I'm this class was a basic level class but it really helped me out and it gave me an appreciation of what kinds of things really make strong lyric writing rhymes are really cool if you if you i don't know whoever even likes lyrics or whatnot or whatever but like rhyming is kind of like there's it's a reason why it's in everything and you might be like well duh but i didn't really i didn't really get it at the time it like i don't either still i don't get like why do i have to rhyme sure going back to the you know is she at the time there's really not a lot of standard song form rhyme scheme in there um, but that that song is early example where there's not a lot of rhyme stuff going on. And so, like, you know, there there's some weaknesses to that. Um, this song, the part of the lyric process was, you know, finding the rhymes and making sure they also also, you know, looking back, I'm not sure if this ha- I think this has more internal rhyme within lines. But also this isn't super standard song form either uh, by the bay. I was trying to also explore some some options in terms of how it's sort of it's not regular song form as well anyway yeah whatever your original question was it just kind of went there so (laughs) so it's sort of back to the question at hand how did the merger work it seems like it's really subconscious in your mind and just working on both separately really helped bring them together it's like you can take the time to separate and and uh what's a 
you can take the time to isolate individual elements and work on them at on their own but all the while i think semi-subconsciously you're kind of figuring out how it all works together anyway you know without really having to you know think about it you know um I get excited about chords and whatever, so I'm always thinking about that. Even even when I'm just working on the lyrics, you know, and the melody, rhythm, everything, you know. It, it, I think that part of it, it kind of just happens, you know. Honestly, one thing I just really find so funny about your music, your songs are really funny. They just really are. Like when I listen to them, I relate to them, and I oh, really man. have a chuckle almost every time. Like in "By the Bay," using the word "bay." as in significant other to rhyme Dude. with bay. Honestly though, that term, I mean, I don't even know how it like first started in terms of like pop music or whatever, but like, I think it's like almost gone from like I know. pop language I know. and like people are gonna be like, what does that even mean anymore? <laughs> Which is fine, you know, but um, it's cool. And then in Is She, you have all these hilarious lines about she she's talking to some meathead and all this stuff Man. that's just really funny. And like, is that something you think about when you write? Do you think about, oh, I'm going to be funny in this song? Or is it like, oh, I want to uh, take myself seriously in this song? So, for example, if we're going to talk about my own original lyric, songs with lyric process and what that journey has been, timeline it was is she decent amount of break writing standards arrangements so not a, original lyrics by the bay i wrote another piece suburban illusion then i've been working on some newer stuff lately so i think there's a as a i'm gonna call it song like you know literal songwriting or just lyric writing you know there's several veins i might work from there's like the hey what's up i'm alan i'm single i like you know i'm gonna talk about dating in this song you know, there's that, you know, thing. There's like Suburban Illusion was something where it's a little more like ser semi-serious, semi-like, you know, trying to have a different kind of message going on. And then like, honestly, I just write so many songs about girls and dating that. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty much, that's pretty much like it so far. Um, but even within that, Ishii was more like, almost like. Being fun. It was like pretty much disregarding a lot of like lyric writing concepts because i didn't know oh, about them at the okay. time uh by the bay was a little more into it then there's songs that are less honest less about like you know the the it, like my own super personal like you know i'm gonna say dumb you know hey you, you know hi i'm alan you know and then more just like semi following the the format of a standard there's another I don't know how many, if I'm supposed to be going into like a bunch of different Please pieces. Please go into, you just, I mean, um, just bring it all up. Just bring okay. everything up. There's a song that I'm, I'm working on. I have been working on for a while um, called I Hardly Know You, um, which is also about, you know, the same kind of topic, but it's, it's less personal, like I said, and more, the, the lyrics are more in the fashion of a traditional jazz standard, but there's still an element of like, you know, it makes sense. To me. It's, it's talking about being shy and, you know, like. I don't really know what to say, but I like you, you know, but it's not like I literally just said, Hey, I'm really shy. I don't know what to say. I like you, you know, that's what I mean. So I think if we're going to talk like in that sense, there's like a spectrum, you know, there's, you know, being really honest and like, you know, direct. And then there's the, the, Oh man, figurative versus literal. I, th I 
this was a really big thing to me at the time. Explain it, because I have no idea what that means. I might be using the wrong terms, but they're my terms anyway when I'm talking about them, so who cares, right? To me, when people talk about art and writing, figurative is like um, figurative language. Like, we're going to use metaphors and symbols, and we're going to be all like, you know, gooey and whatever, you know, to, you know, just not be as direct, whereas literal writing is like, okay, I'm going to say what I mean to say, you know, the same way I would say to to Wes if I was like, hey, Wes, nice shirt, you know, so thanks. You can all see the shirt, right? It's, it's cool. Um, so to me, that's like an important thing to consider when you're writing lyrics. Do I want to be super figurative or do I want to be super literal? By the Bay is a little more in between, I would say. Is she is like very literal. I hardly know you is more figurative, not super figurative, because I'm not a super figurative guy. But I'm just trying to paint a picture. Paint a picture. That's, you know, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah, trying yeah. to explain what that kind of thing is like. And I do think about it. I definitely do, because to me that's a very important thing to consider when you're gonna write lyrics about whatever. You know, the it's it is very important to me. Yes. Final answer. Yes. Wow. Final answer. $500. So let's move on then to the piece. I don't think we actually decided upon the piece um, that you want to talk about. I think that's I inspired you. I think I do want to talk about. Um, there is a nice song by Bob Brookmeyer. Don't know how many people. It's weird. Like everybody who's into like comp, like jazz composition, I think they're like, oh, obviously Bob Brookmeyer. But then anybody who's even like just jazz is like, yeah, he's okay. I, I what does he play? Like, plays a uh, Valtramon, which is what he does but he to me and to like everybody like amazing amazing composer arranger in the jazz big band idiom how would you describe his music to somebody who doesn't even know anything about jazz okay what do they know about tones do they know about like pitches non-musician non-musician um it's very smart but also not like you know like what do you mean by smart like very he, complicated things are involved in his music that are very like oh man that'll impress you in that kind of way but it's also very relatable and easy to listen to in my opinion it uh, depends on the song but like he knows how to do it <laughs> depends you know? on the song for the, sure. the song that i picked is super pretty just nice but there's you know this the other stuff that's in there that's so bob you know um he taught right around the corner from us from where we're sitting yeah, actually he taught at new england conservatory like literally a block that way and you're there oh really so a lot of the teachers here at berkeley studied with him and i took a bob brookmeyer composition class here is you know one of the times i really got to dig into his writing a bit more so that's it's it's interesting it there's a lot of people really respect him a lot in the jazz composition community and whatever the stuff that he used to teach his writing is really passed down i think especially at berkeley is you know what it has been for me East. the piece is called cameo okay from his album uh new works celebration um this is uh one of the later tracks on it i i was showed it was showed shown to me in the class i was just talking about the first time i learned about bob brookmeyer was in this book inside the score oh good book this is like this was one of my first comp books i ever got and i read it like crazy i didn't understand it because i was dumb when i got it but I don't own it. I've only like it's a really looked at it. Good they, book. They have um, hello and goodbye in there. Yeah, yeah, him, yeah. Which gets into some of his cool like cluster stuff. Yeah, he. They also have what's the other tune? ABC Blues, where he does like a bunch sure, of twelve tone stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. really into that as like a 
class comp, like a big uh, Schoenberg fan. Big, I think that's interesting. Big shot. big shot over there. I'm not a big shot. No, you're in the real. Like when I say to people at Berkeley, they're like, oh, you study comp? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, my gosh, what's your favorite uh, big band composer? And I'm like, oh, no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, in just, I'm in just comp. I'm not in jazz comp. Oh, man. Yikes. People don't even. I don't even talk to people who ask those questions, Wes. Oh, really? <laughs> well, maybe you just never heard of your parents. <laughs> They're just like, oh, cool, you play jazz music. I'm like, yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Like I was saying before, to me, Bob Brookmeyer, in all of his writing, he's like, or through the span of his writing, he's capable of like really smart, sophisticated, big band writing. That's, you know, a lot about development, long form. Um, in general, let me just say this really quickly. The biggest thing that drew me to Bob Brookmeyer's writing before in my study of vertical harmony is the fact um, a lot of his voicings for the big band stuff, there's a little bit of something gross going on there, something that's like, ooh, but it's like good. It's like good, gross writing. The gross that makes you say yes, yes not ew. Yeah, a similar in Thad Jones writing, but I think his is coming more from symmetrical, diminished um, concepts. Whereas Bob, I think he really just isolated the idea of just minor seconds, flat nines, just kind of hidden within the parts. Um, so. That's the stuff to me that makes Bob Brockmeyer like a really amazing writer. Um, and throughout some of his other charts, he can get really like hectic, really just like stuff that just goes nuts. To me, this song is an example of how he can write something that's just really beautiful and simple. Um, also, his playing on there, he's valve trombonist, just amazing playing. That's the first time I've actually heard him play. He's good. I mean, I a lot of other people don't even know he's a yeah. big band writer. They just know him as the valve trombone player because he he kept up with that skill set as well. He's an amazing... Which is incredible, like crazy to think yeah, about. You know? How can you be an incredible trombonist? I know, right? And a... Dude, he's so cool. Composer. Man. Um, so that's that's why I really like this chart. It's simple. It's pretty. But there's still... There's the example of that, you know, gross note writing there sometimes. This, that really cool part where he's like soloing and then the, the band called, like responds to him in these hits. Like, just like smart, like cool ideas that you know are really fresh you, I, you don't really see the, this kind of writing in other places yeah that's awesome I think it's a perfect embodiment to what I know you as as this trombone player who like writes smart good charts that are sort of harmonically sophisticated but really fun to listen to because I feel a lot of times with people our age they just write smart music and it doesn't really sound like music I would want to listen to for fun. Um, yeah, I mean, if I could speak to that for a bit. To me, um, and thinking about what a lot of, you know, you know, other, you know, composers or people writing around our age, to me, it's super important as a writer, as an artist, you know, whatever, to just be really clear about what you want, to have like a very clear vision if you really like you know 
cerebral, sophisticated writing and you're and you, you know, you spend a lot of time and you know that's your thing, you know, that could be great too. I think the problem is when people don't even really think about what they really want and they're just kinda just kinda go and it's like, okay, well what are you really trying to say here? Um that's really what kind of put me onto the path of writing the way I have been writing more, you know, some simple stuff, but still trying to include, that's what I, I love. I, I call this like, and maybe it's already called this neo-traditionalist big band writing. It's like, it's still along the form of like, you know, the way people would write traditional big band charts, but there's like, just like really cool stuff, just, you know, thrown in there, you know, add an extra bar, change the form a little bit, include, you know, gross, whatever, you know, like just that's that, that kind of writing really speaks to me. To me, Bob is probably the best guy for that kind of thing. Are you, is that your next book coming out? Neo-traditional big band writing by oh, Alan Chow? Dude, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. There's so much more for me to figure out before I can. I'm, I might write a book about um like vertical tones and whatever. Tension 35. Yeah, Tension 35. Yeah, just, we'll have to have you on another uh, episode uh, just so you and Mike <laughs> can discuss your insane yeah, theory system. Just a heads up for everybody, you know. It there's go, there's goes, a tension 35 it goes all the way up there that's all i'm gonna say for now <laughs> <laughs> it exists it's there if you don't think so you're wrong yeah you're wrong sorry <laughs> it goes past 12 it's uh they're all there yes yeah uh check out alan on youtube and on facebook or his band a sham on facebook yes thanks again alan so much for coming we're gonna listen to by the bay on our way out for sure thanks so much thank you wes Sunday train Step out into the sun Walk a few blocks down I wonder can I hold your hand But I suppose you wonder too First we walk along the sandy shore We take our sandals off and dip our feet into the water The coldness splashes on your yellow as the sun moves right across her soft skin, I lean in slightly for a kiss. But I miss and fall into the waves. We're out together by the bay on a sunny day in May. Nothing but the sky, the sea, the shore, and you. Yes, thank you, everybody. Yeah.